Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about common mistakes people make in the shower. Then, you'll learn about the history and science of the 2x4 from author and TV host Kevin O'Connor. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Do you take long, hot showers, shampoo your hair every day, and use your fingernails to lather your scalp? Well, it turns out that these are among the common mistakes that people make in the shower. Yes, mistakes. It turns out there's a good chance you're actually showering wrong. Luckily, we have a few easy tweaks you can make to your shower routine so you can improve the health of your skin, hair, and even your mood. First off, if you're washing and conditioning your hair every day, then it's likely you're drying out your hair strands. Your scalp does need to be hydrated and cleansed of excess oil, but it's better to leave at least a day in between washes so you're not stripping your hair of its natural, healthy oils. So you can rinse your hair every day, but you only use the shampoo every other day? I use conditioner every day, and I only use shampoo (laughs) not often at all. We won't get into that. (laughs) Speaking of scalp health, resist the urge to use your fingernails when massaging shampoo into your hair. Your fingernails can scratch your scalp and cause flaking, as well as cause hair damage, including split ends. You've likely heard that you should only condition the tips of your hair, but the skin on your scalp needs to be moisturized too. Just be sure to wash the conditioner out completely and buy the correct products for your hair type. Next up, hot showers. Look, we all love a hot shower, but taking long hot showers dries out your skin and makes you sleepy. Definitely not how you want to start your morning, if that's when you're showering. Here's one thing you should try right before you end your morning shower. Quickly turn the water freezing cold, then hot, then cold again for 30 seconds. I know, it doesn't sound super fun, but the heat expands your capillaries and increases blood flow, while the blast of cold water may lead to increased tolerance to stress, weight loss stimulation, and antidepressant effects. Not too shabby. It's so much, Ashley literally triple fact-checked it. I did. (laughs) These are all backed by studies, and you can see them in the show notes. But anyway, after you leave the shower, don't wait to apply your lotion. Your post-shower skin is prime for hydration, and the heat and humidity in your bathroom will open up your pores, making it easier for lotion to soak into your skin. Here's to a new year of new and improved showering habits. You know what we take for granted? The 2x4. Wood didn't just arrange itself neatly into 2x4s, you know. Someone had to actually invent them. And we have a special guest today to tell you why the 2x4 was invented in the first place. Kevin O'Connor is the host of the Emmy-winning home improvement series, This Old House, and he just wrapped the first season of a brand new podcast called Clear Story. The show sheds light on the surprising stories behind our homes, and the 2x4 is no exception. Here's Kevin with a story. Let me take you back prior to the 2x4 and introduce you to something called timber framing. Uh, Now, we may be familiar with that, but if you're not... It is the idea of taking really large timbers, basically trees that we cut down and then squared up. And the farmer and the entire community, you know, will put these things together and lift them up in that beautiful barn raising scene that we're all familiar with. That is a massive skeletal structure that is our house. And timber framing is the way that we built homes and buildings for 5,000 years Um, almost without any change. You know, medieval houses, ancient Japanese houses, early American houses, all of them were timber frames. And they're great because they're strong. Um, They last a very long time. 
but they have a couple problems. Uh, and the two biggest problems are is that because you make them with massive beams and posts, you need to be near the wood, right? Because you don't want to have to cut down a tree in the forest and then drag it a thousand miles. You want to drag it like a thousand feet. <laughs> so we built these things near the wood. And the other thing that is a problem is that it takes a lot of people to lift them. So you have to have these skilled tradesmen to make things like mortise and tenon, and then you have to wait a long time to get the material, and then you need a lot of people to lift them. Well, that worked for 5,000 years. Now, fast forward. Imagine the United States in the early 1800s, and everyone's living sort of on the East Coast, and we've got nothing in the middle of the country. Well, Abraham Lincoln signs the Homestead Act and says, go west, young man. And if you do, I'll give you a whole bunch of acreage for free. You just have to go and show up. And they do. They all start piling out of the East Coast cities and farms. And they, you know, take a canal and in the Great Lakes and rivers to Chicago or the railroad more commonly. And literally hundreds of thousands of people show up in Chicago at the very edge of the American prairie, and they say, I'm going to grab some of that free land, and it's going to give me um, income and status and something for my family. Beautiful idea, one of the largest um, human migrations at the time, and there's only one problem. Guess what there isn't on the prairie? Trees. Not a whole lot of trees. And if you're building timber frame homes and you don't have any trees, you got 100,000 people who are homeless. So you got a big problem. And so you had to do two things. You had to get a lot of wood to the edge of the prairies, and you had to get it to little tiny family units in places that didn't have any villages or communities or anything. So you didn't have these people you could call to help you lift them up. So there is a couple of guys who literally invent the two-by-four, dimensional lumber. They say, how do we solve this problem? And the one thing that they've got is trees. They have got you know millions of trees in the northern Minnesota forests connected to Chicago by the Great Lakes. And they can bring the trees down, and it's the advent of the Industrial Revolution. So they can take those trees, and they can saw them up into little pieces. And that's exactly what they do. They take the timbers, and they start cutting them and slicing them and chopping them, and they turn them into two-by-fours. And with the two-by-four, you can bring it to a rail depot, and anybody can show up with an old wagon or something like that, just a father and a son. And now they can buy two-by-fours, drag them out to their farm, And they can put up a house and father and son or father alone can just take these light little things and they can nail them together and they can build a house all by themselves. And so you get hundreds of thousands of people who show up with this big problem of no wood and no way to build. And someone invents the two by four and hundreds of thousands of people end up with homes that allows them to settle the West and virtually overnight. In the span of a very short period in history, you know, 50 years or so, the timber frame goes away and the two-by-four reigns supreme. And it, it transformed the world. We were able to build faster, cheaper. We were able to put more people into homes. We could put fewer people into individual homes. It changed society. It changed the way we live, our expectations. It changed where we live. And it's this magical story of all these different things coming together. Industrialization, 
the northern forests, the Homestead Act, mass migration, and a little bit of technology that gave us what today we don't even think about, and that is that thing that is the basic building block of every home, a two-by-four. Okay, so how do you go from using super long logs to using tiny little two-by-fours? Kevin told us that at the time, a lot of traditional home builders said it would never work. The phrase balloon framing was actually used as a pejorative term. People said houses would literally float away like a balloon, like in The Wizard of Oz. But you can think of a house like a skeleton. You can use geometry and physics to take a lot of pieces of tiny material to put together a strong skeletal structure. That way, instead of a couple big thick posts, you nail together hundreds of smaller pieces to make a skeleton that's as strong as you need. The joys of engineering, right? Again, that was Kevin O'Connor, and you can listen to all 10 episodes of the first season of his new podcast, Clear Story, right now. Find Clear Story wherever you listen to podcasts, or just look for the link in today's show notes. Well, we were showered with facts and lessons today, such as don't use your fingernails when you shampoo, keep your scalp moisturized, and put on lotion as soon as you leave the shower. Don't wait. Also, try alternating hot and cold water for the last 30 seconds of your shower. It'll be energizing, and it could have health benefits. And I thought it was so cool. You never really think about, like, who invented the 2 by 4 But we had to invent it so we could build houses in the Midwest, because logs were too heavy and hard to move around. I was fascinated by that interview. The surprising story is behind the stuff you don't think about. I love that stuff. Yeah. We're all about that here. Today's first story was written by Anna Todd and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 